Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker. Back again, y'all. Back again, y'all. This time, I want to talk about what happened down in Memphis. You had five police officers that beat up a young black man. And uh, that case, it really interested me because everybody in this case is black. Everybody is black. Now, my interest got piqued in doing this episode because when uh, the, the news first broke about what happened down there, um, a lot of people in the pod that I live in, uh, before they knew that it was five black police officers, everybody was saying, oh, there's got to be some white police officers that did that. They done beat up another black man, and then another black man has died at the hands of white police officers. So when the news came that they were all black, the next thing I heard was, oh, they must be with the mess, this, that, or a third, right? And for whatever reason, some of the guys were talking about how dark-skinned the officers were and attributing that to them knowing better. You know, I guess the darker you are, the more close you are to being black. I don't understand that, but that's what they were saying, right? And I started asking a lot of questions of the guys that I was around and saying to them, I said, well, I asked them, were you surprised that that happened? They were like, yeah, they were surprised because it were black people that did it. And uh, I went on further to ask why. And they told me that, you know, as black men, particularly, we should know better in doing that to each other, even if uh, you are on the police force, because we understand the history of oppression, racism, and the history of policing. So my response to them was that I'm not surprised at all um, because I think that most people miss the fact that uh, all police officers, for the most part, and you might have some differences here and there around the country, but most police officers receive the same training. They're taught to seize the, the location. They're taught to be assertive in their uh, approach to dealing with the population that are taught to, uh, in most cases, shoot to kill. Uh, but what they don't tell you is that that training, in my opinion, uh, causes a lot of people to not see the humanity in the people that they are sworn to protect and serve. Now, let me touch on that for a second. Because a lot of people believe that Protecting and serving means only the person that may have called the police. I disagree with that. I think protecting and serving also includes the person that they are going to uh, have to potentially arrest. Why do I say that? That individual is a citizen, uh, and he's presumed innocent according to our Constitution. He's presumed innocent until proven guilty. So them taking him into custody doesn't excuse them of the idea or the fact of protecting and serving. Everybody involved in the situation, whether you're the person that's calling the police or the person that's being apprehended by the police and taken into custody, everybody in that situation should be protected and served, right? Now, if you disagree with that, hit me up at my comments page on YouTube or hit me up at doingtimewithjot at gmail.com. I would really like to know what you think about that aspect of protecting and serving. But today, <clears throat> I also have a guest that's going to be going back and forth with me about this issue. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself, and then we're going to 
see what he thinks about this, and we're just going to go back and forth and, until we uh, conclude this uh, episode. And like I say, if you have something that you want to chime in on in this particular situation, please feel free to hit me up, you know, like I said, at my comments page or at doingtimewithyotedgmail.com. But go ahead, bro. Introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Brian, uh, Brian Kirton, uh co-worker Joe. Uh, you know, like I said, me and bro were just uh, talking about this subject this morning, and uh, he and I were going back and forth. And, um, you know, and, um, what was going through my mind, and the main question I, I you know, asked him is, you know, I want to know what other people think out there also that listen to his podcast is why, regardless if they're black or white, just the police in general, why do they think they can do this to people and feel like they can get away with it? What, what gives them the mentality to think regardless of <clears throat> what the call of the crime is, what, what gives them the right to beat literally beat beat the hell out of somebody beat them to death what makes you what what gives you the right or makes any kind of justification morally or legally to to do that to another human being because it's just <clears throat> you have people that you know that join the police force just because you know they want to be a tough guy and they think they can well i, I got uh brother joe what was the name of that that um Immunity called again? Oh, indemnified immunity. Indemnified they, immunity. They have that. But, but let, let me add something to what you're saying. You asked the question why. Uh, why do you think, why do they think they can do that and get away with it, right? Yeah. One is simply because they can. Uh, they've been doing it. And two is because society says that, you know, some of us deserve what we get because of our conduct and behavior, right? That needs to change. And the police, well, we, <laughs> sounds good, put it on a bumper sticker. You feel what I'm saying? And the reason I say that is because we all know that, but it's not reflected in the vote or the, 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 the state houses across the country. Uh, for the most part, most people are sick and tired of crime. Now, this young man, from what I understand, was a traffic violation, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm -hmm. Nothing serious. Right. And he's not here anymore. Right. So, we're going to talk about this situation, but his situation is different than a lot of other situations that went on. But for the most part, people have been dying at the hands of police for years. And we all For know hundreds it. of years. We all know it. And society at large still says it's okay. Why do I say that they say it's okay? This is when it comes time to vote. This is not one of those top issues that people are voting on. Uh, they vote on their pocketbooks, you know, uh, gas prices, food prices. Uh, then they vote on other issues, you know what I'm saying, Supreme Court nominations, uh, abortion rights. All of those things are important. But I think that when it comes to protecting the rights of every human, for whatever reason, that this is not registering with people. And that baffles me. But on the other hand, it really doesn't because I think a lot of people believe that some of us, some people in society, deserve to be punished for their behavior. 
Yeah, be held accountable for their actions. Right, but that, but that's well, that that's a little bit different. Right, I think. But I I, it, I think it's beyond uh, being held accountable for your actions because let the action take place first, and then do what you have to do. Even still, recognize the humanity in the person. Well, what if that action leads to somebody dying though? That's the thing. You can there's no well. I'm sorry. You, no, there's no I'm sorry well, afterwards when somebody dies. Well, what I'm saying is I'm not saying that. The police should have the right to kill you. That's not what I said. What I'm saying is most of these situations that have resulted in the death of a black or brown person at the hands of a police officer or police officers, most of them involve minor issues of crime. Right. Right. But at the end of the day, I don't think that's what it's primarily about. I think that even black people, brown people that go through that training are conditioned to believe that other black and brown people are less than the white part of our population. I agree with that. Now, that is scary because I believe that at the academy, now I've, I've had some people that I know that I've talked to. At the academy, most of them go to, I don't know if they're, I don't think they're being taught that. It's after the academy, when they get to the forces, when they get to being in, the, in around the co workers they're going to be working with. I would say that's the under the table talk. Yeah, that's the, that's the, the, mm -hmm. this is the part of the training that you don't get out of the book. And, you right. know, this is when they say, look, this is what it is. In it's this neighborhood, us versus, it's us, it's against us versus them. them. Right. And we got to act like this. I remember uh, I had a conversation with an officer, man. And, uh, you know, me and him were going back and forth. <clears throat> it's a black dude. <clears throat> and we were going back and forth uh, about the uh, George Floyd mm -hmm. murder. And I asked him what he thought about it. He said it was a tragedy. And it should have never happened. Right. But as we continue to talk, I'm noticing that he's really pissed off at, that I'm even asking him about it. You know what I'm saying? He's saying all the right things as a black man, what he thinks I want to hear. But when it all, when it was all said and done, he told me that if he was told to go and extract somebody from a cell and they were causing problems, and he had to employ those same type of tactics, the choking, the knee, and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. he would. He would do that. And I said, well, what if it led to that person possibly dying? And he was blunt when he said, he said, I dare protect me because I was doing my job. See, that's, plus, that's, go ahead. Plus, I got to take care of my family. See. So he dismissed the, 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 the moral line that he crossed and he rationalized it with, I'll be protected. Right. And I'm going to do my job. Right. And that blew me away that another black man would even think like that. Right. And I think that when you start to focus, now listen to what I'm saying, y'all. When you focus on the black and brown issue in a situation like this, I think we're missing it. Because you got white police officers, black and brown police officers, okay? They all received the same training. True. Is this behavior being rewarded by promotions? If it is, it sets a certain tone. 
Hmm. Right? That's a good question. If the behavior is not being dealt with in a way that discourages it, then people are going to continue to do it. Right. And then on top of that, we have this culture of not informing on each other, even when it's the right thing to do. Right. You hide behind it. Now, the question that I would have out of all of that is this. You never know. Well, first I'm going to say a comment. I'm going to have a comment. You never know what's really in a person's heart, right? True. So we don't know how many racist people are on the force, right? We don't know how many bigoted people are on the force, do we? Right. Because black and brown people can be pissed off at white folks, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, and look at them all crazy and mistreat them when they stop them, but we don't hear a lot about that. Right? Mm -hmm. But we do hear a lot about the black and brown. So when you got these people on the force that are like that, how is training going to change that? If I'm a racist mm -hmm. or I'm a bigot, right, I go through the training and I get all the training necessary, this, this, and that. That don't stop me from acting out mm -hmm. my true intentions towards another race, right? Right. It don't stop me from doing that. But I get to hide behind that badge because I can say I was doing my job. And that's the messed up part about it. And I, I think that's that's the messed up part about it. I think that's why a lot of people are able to do this. We have somehow or another codified misbehavior when it comes to uh, police officers. People in law enforcement. Don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not one of those individuals that says that we don't need police. I'm not going to say that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that because we do. Yeah. We got some crazy people out yeah. there, man. That's just what it is. You got some people that do need to be locked up. Ain't no I mean, question yeah. about that. Ain't no question about that. I did an episode about that. Y'all need to go check that out, right? But at the end of the day, how do you legislate morality? How do you legislate what's in a person's heart? How do you do that? Can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> All right. Going back to the beginning of what you said, people are sick and tired of crying. They're tired of it. But what do you... I'm tired of it. Man, all right. But what do you do about the people that are supposed to enforce laws and they committing crime themselves? What, can, what, what are we supposed to do as citizens about that? You know, like you said, nobody's... Vote. None of this is on the legislation. Nobody's talking about this as far as passing they laws. They talk about it, but they don't really. They do need to quit. It. They need to quit. I, we we need police. Don't get me wrong. I agree with you hundred percent. We need police. We do have bad people in the world, and they need to be locked up. You know, but we need to quit protecting them because they're like you said, they hide behind the badge, and they're using that immunity to hide behind. Well, I you know, like you like you talk to the officer, man. You know, I know they're gonna protect me. That was his. That's not a reason. That's an excuse to try to justify you almost killing somebody, putting your weight on somebody, kill them, and then just a little cherry on top. Well, I gotta feed my daughter. You know, I, I totally. You gotta in order to, to to feed your daughter, you gotta do that. You know what I'm saying? That's 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 not in your job description to to almost kill somebody. Your job description is to subdue somebody. To where there's no harm to you or no harm to nobody else. Once they're handcuffed, just like in the George Floyd case, once you're handcuffed, you're no longer a threat. You don't need to do all the extra stuff because they can't put and pose no threat to you I mean, or anybody else. But yeah, we all know that. <clears throat> but we all know that, and everybody says the same thing. Everybody says the same thing that you just said. 
We all know that. So, but why does it keep happening though? That's the thing though. Because I, I, I personally believe that you know once a person is locked in mentally and seeing a group of people a certain way, or have been trained and conditioned to see a group of people a certain way, that it is what it is. They're gonna that, do that's it. That's what's messed up about it. It is what it is. At this, they're gonna do it. Somebody, we we as citizens that vote <clears throat> for these people in office and legislation and judges and police chiefs or whatever, we we need to really think about how we how the police train the officers. They need to weed out the ones that are racist. How I don't know. You, again, again, that's, that's, that's like I said. That's why another reason I like doing these type of shows, but I don't. Because people repeat the same talking points. Yeah, we know that. We know we need to quit doing that. But we're not factoring in human nature. We're not factoring in the fact that there's nothing in our Constitution that protects the sanctity of humanity of every individual that is in this country. Legally, illegally, whatever the case may be. We don't recognize and, and protect the sanctity of humanity like they do in like some other countries. They want the solution then. We need to do that. We need to do that. And over time, it'll work itself out. It'll work itself out. But if we don't do that, if that's not the most important thing, that's more important, I would say, than the price of your gas and your food. Recognizing the humanity of every living soul. Man. Right. Because if you don't do that, then you open the door to them being able to. They're always going to be those people over there. Uh, those people over there. If we don't do that, mm-hmm. at the bare minimum, it's always going to be uh, that opportunity for somebody to exploit that and say, the problems we're having today is because of them. You feel me? Well, the reason we can't get ahead is because of them. Mm-hmm. We're going to always have those problems because we don't recognize the humanity in each other the way we should. And this goes on in black and brown families and in white families. But people don't want to see that. It blew people's minds in the pod when they showed these black police officers on TV. Didn't shock me one bit. Me neither. Didn't shock me at all. Didn't it, shock me one it bit. It really, it didn't even matter if they were black or white or what. It was just no, like, it doesn't matter. It's just that people are not used to seeing that. True. And when they saw that, it was like, damn. But I'm going to tell you what it made me think about. It made me think about, I remember, uh, what's that movie with Ice Cube and them? They straight out of Compton. Mm-hmm. They did that movie. You remember mm-hmm. when they were at the studio and the, and they had the white officer and the black officer out there yeah. talking crazy mm-hmm. to them? Yep. It made me remember in Boys in the Hood, they always had a black <clears> officer. <throat> there, It's always a black officer with the white officers talking mm-hmm. to the black people like they ain't crap. You the, know what I mean? Uncle Tom, if you want well, to call him. Well, you can call him whatever you want to call right. him. But yeah, they, they putting on. Right. They putting, so no, it didn't surprise me to see that. It saddened me. The same way it saddened me when I saw white officers doing that. Right. What is it in you that thinks that that is cool? Forget what the law says. Th- that's my that's my point from the get go. What make what makes you think that that's all right for you to do that, regardless? Like you said, even for a minor traffic stop, man. What makes you? It doesn't think matter that's to me. Right? What is for? It could be for murder. It could be for murder. It right. doesn't matter to me what it's for. You do the least to get them. Right. And if you get and sometimes the least might be the most, if you understand what I'm saying. Right, right. But you do the least to get them. It is not your job to be out there executing people. No. Protect and serve. Protect and serve. The ones you're apprehending and the ones that made the call. Right. I agree with you. I agree with you. We can't be this us versus them type of thing. Right. That's that's scary. It is very that's scary. And individuals that like to teach that and preach that, they're they're afraid. They're afraid. 
they think it has to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. I it think, doesn't have to be that way. You're right. And I think they teach that not only in police force, they teach that in other <clears throat> aspects of law enforcement and security. Us against them, man. We we got to... Well, it, but see, here's the thing what people dismiss. They do that in sports. Right. You feel what I'm saying? All, all across the board, they do that in gangs and organizations. It's always us versus them. Once that ideology takes root, right? Man. Now, you can call it what you want to. Police force do it. You feel what I'm saying? Gangs do it. Mm -hmm. Basketball, football, baseball, hockey teams do it. Soccer teams do it. Us versus them. Yeah. Now, even if you're doing it for play, it has the potential of becoming something that gets out of hand. Right. See what I'm saying? So this is something that sweeps across our culture in all facets. You see what I mean? And that's the danger. This us versus them mentality to motivate, to build team unity, is a dangerous method to t use to teach people. You know what I'm saying? It's a dangerous method, but... That our military is the same way. Right. <clears throat> but it has gotten us this far, you know, as far as society is concerned and, and the civilization and so on. So, but it's time to pivot. Right. Because now you, you're starting to see the harm that it, I'm not saying that, look, once upon a time, somebody thought it was needed and, and it worked to be a team unit. We got, we got to do something. We got to. Got to fight the queen. You know what I'm saying? We got to, you know what I mean? Yeah. It is what it is. We got to do what we got to do. But today, it's, I don't think that's necessary. I don't think that is necessary to, to motivate people, to get people to rally around each other for a common cause. Right. No, because you, you got to worry about everybody in that room has a different personality, has different background. And have, have have a different understanding of everything going on. And you might have that one radical person sitting in that room mm. when you get to talking, it's us versus them, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this boy, could be a basketball game. And then the next thing you know, it's spread like wildfire. Exactly. And exactly. What bad. was that? What was that uh what was that uh them skaters? The uh the two female skaters when the one hit the other on the ankle with the with the stick mm -hmm. and messed uh, her up. Na uh, Nancy Kerrigan and uh, uh, right. uh, Tanya Hart. Exactly. <laughs> Us versus them. <laughs> her versus her. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It can get out of hand when you're dealing with somebody that's not, you know what I'm saying, everything ain't baked at the top, man. You know what I mean? No disrespect to anybody. But the point is that Us versus them mentality it's been used to train People in all facets. In the wrong way. And well, at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, when you say us versus them, how do you get people to accept accept them as being the ones we need to go against? What do you say about them? Mm -hmm. They don't look like you. They don't right. dress like you. Right. They don't think like you. Right. They're not the same color as you. All of those things, you use that to make a person look at them like, now, I'm okay, I got to degrade this person. Yeah. I got to make them feel like this. I remember when I went to trial. For the death penalty, right? My lawyers told me when we get to the part of the trial where the the, the penalty phase, mm -hmm. where the D, I mean, the, yeah, the DA is gonna through the trial. He said, recognize throughout the trial, he's gonna have to tear you down because what he has to do is convince the jury that you are deserving of death, right? Mm -hmm. So he started out calling me Mr. Baker, Joe, and as it kept going on, the defender, the offender. And next thing you know, mm -hmm. then no, but check it out now. They put the black, they put the black DA up near the end, and he's the one that called me the monster. Right? So what what was that about? 
It was about your own <clears throat> kind looking like you, standing up and calling you a monster. So anybody on the jury, which I had six black, six whites, but anybody on the jury that's black that might have a problem with killing another black man, another black man is telling you that this is a monster, he deserves it. So that makes, anybody it, so on that the makes jury, it all right. Absolutely. Anybody on the jury that was white that might be apprehensive about, I don't want to be responsible for doing this. Now, another black man is telling you that this black man is an animal killing. Mm. You see what I'm saying? They teach them that. They teach them that. And that is what I'm saying is the problem. I don't care what kind of law you pass. Mm -hmm. you, it's, this is an internal thing. Right. This is a heart issue. See, we always running around here talking about all this loving each other and respecting each other. Bull crap. Because when you get down to it, loving somebody is hard work, man. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Right. But love shouldn't be hard. Nah. It shouldn't be hard because it challenges you to break through all of those things that you have been taught and built up sometimes by your mom and your daddy, your right. niece and your nephew, your uncle, aunties and cousins. Sometimes you've been taught by them these things. Why? Because that's what they were taught. Right. But and they the don't people, necessarily make it right. It though. ain't right. But then the people down the street that might happen to be a different race than you, they were taught the same way. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we got. We got a perfect storm. And that's why we got people dying in the street. That's why we got young people out here pulling guns on people. Yeah. No direction. This is a heart matter. Right. This is a heart matter. When you can take five black police officers and they beat somebody with just beat him down. To death. And and he dies two days later looking in the hospital. His parents didn't even recognize him. Man. You showed they put the pictures of what this young man looked like when you know when he was out having fun and then the pictures of him laying in that bed. Come on, man. It'll break you. And I'm sure right now those five police officers are sitting somewhere like, man, why did I do that? Oh, yeah, I bet they is why did thinking I do that? like, man, what did I do? Absolutely. And they probably ain't think, oh, I ain't getting protected now because they butt got fired. Well, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, that underhanded training that they may have gotten or just them thinking it on their own, right? Of course, on paper, they're not going to say we train them to beat people up. We train them to dehumanize people. Mm -hmm. We train them to see people but less than humans. closed doors. Absolutely. So if you kiss the ring, then guess what? Mm -hmm. Be prepared for what happens. Right. But I'm going to say this before I end this. Sending them to prison is not going to stop another police officer out there from doing that. If that's the case, they wouldn't have done it because then they just find the dude that killed George Floyd. Then they find him guilty. Yep. Then the other ones plead guilty. Yep. So then why did this happen? Exactly. You see what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, what help are they going to get in prison anyway? What help have we got? Well, eliminate the cause and the effect will cease. Yeah, well, I, again, like I say, I think it's a hard matter, man. And uh, it's going to take more than changing the law here and there, whatever the case may be. Look, but I'm going to end this, man. I appreciate you uh, taking the time appreciate to do you, this episode with me, man. Look here, y'all. I appreciate y'all. Share this. Listen to it. Whatever you do. You know what I mean? Hit that like button. And uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all too, right? Leave me some comments and hit me up at the email at doingtimewithjot at gmail.com. This has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, and I say peace, y'all.